eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, good day, and happy June to one and all. Summer is right around the corner. The days are getting longer. The weather is warmer. And we are here to keep clean slate season with all of its good vibes rolling here on Breaking Boston with your old pals Fitzy GFY and Jumbo Hart with a very special crossover spectacular. That's right. It's a multiverse of sports news, opinions, and more today because we are bringing the good vibes from Foxborough and everything we do on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast to you today. OTAs are back in session down in Foxborough, and our very own Andy Hart was there yesterday. And Andy, if I'm not mistaken, I got a general feeling through my interwebs, my Twitterverse, and more that yesterday was a largely positive, well-received, and, well, I'll stop short of saying joyful day because, you know, Bill Belichick was at a podium, so joy doesn't usually emanate from whatever Lord Belichick speaks from his from his podium. But uh, it seemed like everybody was in a pretty good frame of mind. And this hitting of the reset button, the the new figures down there, the great weather and everything made for what was largely a positive day following the cancellation of these OTAs, the optional or organized team activities. Yeah, once you got past Bill doing his usual looking forward to get out there, that's in the past, looking forward to get out there, that's in the past yeah. for the OTAs, and even making a little joke uh, about it, making oh. for a long weekend for the players. Bill was doing a tight five, OTAs huh? OTAs removed, so even, I would, yeah, I would say for him, yeah, he, he even mm -hmm. walked in, so there's a new media workroom at Gillette, which is sort of longer and more narrow than the the other one, and the cameras are further, and you came in and he's like hey new digs guys and he waved to the cameras in the far off distance it was okay. there was a little jocularity there and he did he stuck to the he took responsibility for it said it was you know three meetings basically during phase two and whatever that's in the past but yeah once that was moved on from the weather the mac jones performance the mac jones press conference the observation of like pieces falling into place like you kind of shook it and oh look joe judge is working with the special teamers again that seems to be a better fit and bill o'brien really seems to have things under control with the quarterbacks and receivers and oh my you know i'm not big into the stats of otas and mini camps and things like that but mac jones throws the ball and the guy who's supposed to catch it seems to be in the right spot and he kind of catches it and wow 
Tyquan Thornton looks like he knows what he's doing and he's running fast. There was just an air of newness and freshness. And that's a good thing. That's what this team needed. Now it's not unexpected. Like you go into Mm -hmm. these things with optimism generally, right? Like it's a new year and everybody believes they can be great and all those sort of cliches, but it's good to actually see it out there and see Mac with a smile on his face, having fun, like the whole, juxtaposition to the dysfunction of a year ago yeah it's um, almost sort of like i've heard people refer to it as hitting the reset button i've called it the red shirt season last year others have said they're taking a mulligan for the the golfer the hackers term and you can hit that drive into the woods and think and that was 2022 pretty much for all patriots fans all players especially mac jones and bill belichick you can hit that drive into the woods and feel absolutely miserable then you can go get a new ball and you can tee it up and you can strike another one and hit it just scorching down the middle of the fairway and you're in the best mood and the best frame of mind and life carries on and you got a chance maybe to even save par on this hole now. So, and maybe even like you went into the woods looking for your crappy cheap ball because you know you suck so you didn't buy good balls. And you're like, hey, this is a Titleist Pro V1. It's not mine, but I'm picking it away. up. Start wow. Next hole with it, that. baby. And I, was, and, I, and I was hitting a pong before. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, all right, so that so it doesn't seem like um, I'm off base in saying like there was a, a feeling of uh, renewal, good vibes. We won't, we'll stop short of a rebirth. Like everybody nope. was very happy. Um, but, but what's the big takeaway from Bill? I heard some folks saying like they don't like Bill cracking jokes. He should be more serious about what happened. Oh, for Christ's sake! Come on, get over yourselves, losers! <laughs> wow, coming from Andy, far from the far from the greatest Belichick defender uh, these days. Yeah. I mean, what more are we supposed to make? So Joe Judge, Hardo Supreme, sticks around twenty minutes too long for a special teams meeting. The Patriots, some say flagrantly, others, you know, if this is what we're going to make of it, we're not talking about the Patriots running a padded practice for an additional two hours and running wildly afoul of the NFL's rules and regulations, which can either be videotaped and submitted to the league or self-reported by someone, but to the NFL PA, I mean, it's such a minor violation, if you will, but it is a lot is made of it because well, Patriots. And then it turns into like, here we go. Another scandal. The Patriots are only trying now because we know they're trying to cheat again. I mean, it didn't sound like anyone really wanted to hold Bill's feet to the fire on this one. He owned it, but of course it was a, I heard, I did hear a lot of like, I'm just looking forward to getting them out there today and, you know, just, you know, having a day and whatever, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it isn't that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. And even Matthew Slater talking after the workout said, you know, I, I don't believe we're, we're an organization that, you know, tries to break the rules. And he goes, I know people are going to be like, Oh, and bring up all kinds of other things. He's like, and those are different situations, but he doesn't believe like they're just brazenly, you know, throwing a middle bird up to the the rules in the league. And remember, he is mm-hmm. heavily involved and was in the PA. He said he's more of a liaison now. He's no longer the representative, but he is a player's first kind of guy like he and we'll get into later talking about some of his mm-hmm. thoughts on the kickoff rules and other things. But he's a guy that is part of the process of the collectively bargained agreements between the players and the league and what money and what rules and every he's he's at this and he he really sort of diminished the the um the grievance or whatever you'd call it and they did uh, just for factual references there was um i think it was andy studebaker a former 
special teamer with the Eagles, who was there as a representative to keep an eye on the practice mm-hmm. for the NFLPA. So you now have right. eyes on you, like, you know, it's like parents, you know, once you see a kid do something that you know is wrong and you see them going in that direction again, you you stop for a second and you watch to make sure they're not going to do the same thing over and over again. But no, I, I, like, I don't know how you could have gone to that workout and Belichick's press conference. I had no problem with the way he handled it. It's expected. I don't, I really don't know what people want to say. Like, do they really want him to detail? Well, see, we sat down and talked about this and then Joe did this. And then I said this, and then we wrote a schedule and then we used a clock, but we, the clock was off a little bit like, okay, you screwed up. You took your punishment, move on. Um, You know, I thought it was the most, I thought the most interesting phrase from Bill had nothing to do with any of that. It's him laying the foundation, what takes Mm -hmm. place on the field, which we know is, you know, non-competitive, non-padded. It's like the foundation of where you're going to be moving forward in mini camp and then training camp. And he said, it's not about stars and it's not about starters. Hmm. And I just found that interesting, sort of that basis, because I, I was going to say, they're, don't have a they, they, they they, he millions. says that now because they don't have any stars. Right. And, and that's getting back to your roots of where these Patriots were built 20 plus years ago, right? Like the Kmart value free agents that went on to be, Really, like mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel was a nobody until he was a somebody. He was not a star. He was not a starter, but he became something. And I think laying that foundation for this team in this year and this part of the process um, was important. But to me, the biggest story, the biggest is is Mac. Is just simply the way Mac handled himself. Um, the way Mac talked about trust was a key word he used a number of times talking about his relationship with Bill O'Brien, which I think you can take. A couple ways. It can be simple. Okay, new relationship, mm-hmm. new boss, need to build trust. Or you can read into it. Does he mean he didn't have trust in the relationship with the last guy, Matt Patricia? Was there a lack of trust there that he's, he learned from and moves forward? He did talk about learning from last year, not just, you know, the clean slate idea that Bill O'Brien brought up earlier in the spring. It doesn't seem like like Mac Jones completely agrees with that. He's more of, no, I, that was there. I have to learn from that. That was a part of my career and my So he's story still wearing that. He's, he's still, rather, he still um, owns it. Yeah. And, and he, he talked about like his development isn't this year, last year, rookie year, college. It's his entire life. Like, as he said, the NFL is the hardest league on the planet. Like you're always working to be better, to, to find who you are completely and then I, I thought from his press conference, the most interesting thing was <clears throat> I'm going to work to earn the respect of everybody in this, rebuild the respect of everybody in this building, like sort of an acknowledgement that maybe some respect was lost. And we've had the debate of Bill Belichick. Was he mad at him? You know, Tom Curran said mm-hmm. Mac Jones made an enemy of Bill Belichick, like those things. I think his acknowledgement of that is good. Like, don't whistle past the graveyard. It is what it is. It was what it was take it head on. So I was, you know, I'm going to get, I are Homer. It was day one in shorts and t-shirts. I don't think Mac Jones could have handled yesterday any better on the field. You of all people are not going to get labeled the Homer, the Patriots defender, the wall defender, the super fan, the hoodie footy pajama guy. That's my lane. That's the area that I usually traffic in, which is of course why I just blogged up for WEI.com. How happy I was to read that Sports Illustrated in their 100 bold predictions for the 2023 season (laughs) at number three has the Patriots winning the AFC East. I like it. My hype train may be a little more, a little, 
a little more dangerous Dumb. than your James Robinson hype train. I know. But I know also, what year it is. I, I believe so. Yes. Well, I, listen. If you, if you, also, it's is it's Sports still Illustrated still a thing. I don't know if don't anyone know actually who, gets who it. What people Sports Illustrated you is. to it. No one gets the newspaper anymore. Yeah, you can. Can you? No, yes. I don't think there's even a print there's edition. A I guarantee you right no, now. Go no book a flight right now. Go fly somewhere this morning. Okay, make your way to the airport. There'll be a newsstand up front. I don't know. Just get out of here. Would you? And then take a vacation. Yeah, there is. No, of course there no is. Print edition of right there up front. Connor Orr's article: so. 100 bold predictions for the NFL 2023 season. Number three. Boom. Seems like a made-up person. That's like an AI like. And then coming Connor in at number eleven, Ramondre Stevenson will lead the NFL in rushing yards this year as well. Oh, so Connor <laughs> Orr is a Patriot. It's only. It's only two of the hundred bold predictions. Listen, it's bold prediction season. Does he work that's for Pat Propaganda? Now. Come on now. That's our friend Mike Dussault, formerly his website, divested himself of it. See, this is where I give you the positivity. I give you yes. the hope and the I figured today's the day Jones, to sneak that in. Today's the day I got to, if you're in that more. kind of mood, I got to sneak that in no. real quick. I got to sleep. Take the positivity that I bring from the legitimate practice fields, the observations, and the mm -hmm. analysis of what Mac did and said, and why can't that be enough? Why does that have to turn into, yeah, oh, by I'm the way, they're the going to win the division. season is now going to be hat and t-shirt season again. They're, they're coming for the crown. They're going to take it. You they're going to take it. Us people are never happy. Isn't that rich well, coming from enough. you of all people? It, it, it's just uh, amazing. Why can't you just be happy with what I saw? Mm -hmm. Taekwondo. I'm very happy with all like, of that. It's just a, what's the right day to ride the wave, to enjoy the momentum. June 1st, it's total clean slate. Listen, Andy, as far as being a Boston sports fan goes, and we appreciate people listening to Breaking Boston, where each and every day we try to feed your Boston sports super fandom, set the table, and give you a little bit of everything that you need to know to feed said fandom throughout the day. You may not have time for four hours of sports radio. We'll give you what you need to know in 20 minutes or less. This is where people want to find out that, yeah, good things are rolling again, that there is good vibes, that clean slate season means something. And also considering again, that it is June 1st, 2023, as far as I'm concerned, it can't get much worse for the Boston sports super fan than May did. Like our, our, the, the repeated kicks and punches to the veritable, uh, uh, sports ball sack, if you will, to the to the soul with the the brute from the Bruins all the way to the Celtics. Like May was something special. May was really May was some May was something well, else. It's um, nice to kind of like turn the page with a little positivity, if not even some visions of grandeur and delusion. Well, I will bring oh. a little negativity to the discussion if you. Um, things think things can kind of rub off on each other. Uh, Jim Montgomery was uh, on hand. What for was the he OTA doing there? Bruins coach. Uh, observing, hanging out. Didn't he have? Didn't he have? Not not wasn't there a tea time in Newton or at Granite Links that he could have been attending to? Well, he's um, like right. they all do. The fraternity of Boston coaches. He's crossed paths with Belichick before. Um, and I'm sure he wanted to come down, observe, see how he organizes, learn, whatever. Um, I just, the way you said it, you know, the month of May mm. didn't really go great for Boston sports. Teams. Jim Montgomery was part of that. Um, I would have liked to have seen goalie Bob yeah. there because he makes all the important decisions. So I, I thought he could have learned something from Bill Belichick. Um, goalie Bob and Ernie Adams should be somewhere like talking to each other as the men behind the men. The yeah, men exactly. Really Ernie Adams, recent work. guest of the six rings in football things podcast as well. Uh, was a highly, highly, highly successful 
version of himself. What was the famous story? Someone, uh, what was it? Uh, was it Art Modell running around? Because Ernie Adams and Bill Belichick basically worked together hand in hand for 50 years, all the way from prep school through college to into oh, yeah. the Cleveland Browns organization, Jets, Giants, and ultimately for over two decades, the Patriots. But uh, what was the old story that uh, Art Modell walked around with like a $10,000 check and said, I'll give someone $10,000 if they can tell me what the hell Ernie Adams does? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's different versions of that over the years. I can remember Lee yeah. Johnson, Patriots punter on like the 2000-2001 team. He would literally say like, who is that guy and what does he do? He's always just standing behind us on the football field with his <laughs> arms folded watching us. Like even players were like not sure how he fit in the whole process, what he did. But I think that was a healthy fear as well. Like he was an observer that kept mm – -hmm. we mentioned Andy Studebaker, the NFL PA observing OTAs. Ernie Adams was like that version for Belichick. Like his eyes were always on, his ears were always open, yes. and he was always a part of the process that players is it weren't players weren't quite sure. Is he with us? Is he against us? Should I be on my toes right now? And yes, yeah, he was truly yes, always like an toes. extension of Belichick's thinking. And that's sort of how he described his own job. Yep. When I asked him if he ever had a title, he told me he was yeah, a generalist. No. <laughs> so yep. Adams. And and that, you know, the, and that gets into the idea that if you watch the field, there was a, an organization to this team that was very simple, mm -hmm. yet effective to open practices. Like there was no confusion of who was doing what or where or, oh, it's it's seven on seven time. But Matt Patricia's down with the linemen. So Joe Judge has to run the offense during seven on seven. But now Matt Patricia's back so he can run the offense with the linemen and the like. Nope. Bill O'Brien's show, Matt mac jones taking all the reps that's mm -hmm. another you know if you cared about those things or thought oh they're gonna split reps nope mac jones is qb1 as they say in the business um bill o'brien mm -hmm. is oc1 and the be all end all on that side of the ball so that's my biggest takeaway i don't know about 11 and 6 i don't know about any of that crap but for a first productive day in front of the media um they got their I's dotted and their T's crossed. And that and is exactly what direction. I think people need to know to put a smile on their face on the first day of June to feel good again. The clean slate season is indeed here and it means something. Cut to a year ago when at the end of May, stories were leaking out of Foxborough about uh, player discord, confusion on the field. No one knew who was doing what, why there were two guys that were running one bad offense, a playbook that was being, quote, streamlined at the time that was actually found to be more confusing and confounding than ever before that really didn't need tinkering. Now, a year later, we should be excited about just this, just the simple things, the fundamentals, the Patriots, you know, we're, the Patriots are back. Okay. You know what it is? The Patriots actually have their act together again. And that should be the most exciting part. I think for the Pats super fans, the Foxborough faithful like myself, and beyond each and every morning we will set the table and give you what you need to know here on breaking boston give us a follow at fitzy gfy at jumbo hard of course at weei it's available there on the odyssey app and wherever your favorite and most awesome sports talking podcasts can be found if you need a little bit more about the otas and what andy hart saw down there in gillette on wednesday the final day of may Hop on over to the Six Rings and Football Things feed. We got a second leg of this here very podcast. If your cup runneth over at this point now and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to walk away. I'm good. Then thanks for listening to Breaking Boston. That's a good call. Good call. <laughs> Even some of us are like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's probably all we need to know. But you know what? You may want to need to know how the wide receivers looked. 
you may want to you may want to get a little bit more about Matthew Slater and some of the other people who yeah at, who was in attendance. attendance and who wasn't and so much more so we will continue the sports party the football party the pigskin party will roll on on six rings and football things and we will talk to everyone on breaking boston tomorrow this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, six rings in football things. Rolls on with Andy's observations from OTAs, May 31st, 2023. Uh, the next organized team activities, Andy, where the media is available will be next week, correct? Yes, I believe Tuesday. Let me double check. I have the Tuesday, June right. 6th. Tuesday, of course, June one 6th. day, two days overall were lost. One was last week. That's why there's no media reporting that we were able to bring to you last week here on six rings and football things. But it was a very, it was a, uh, it was a productive day. I saw a lot of the familiar faces, as some call it, the Pats media cartel. You were down there, our new Pats beat reporter, Mike Cadlick, who joined us on Six Rings the other day, filed his first report from OTAs, which was very exciting. I mean, we're feeling good. Pats are feeling good. The fans are feeling good. All right. So tell me about some of the things that I saw uh, through Twitter, through the socials and reading recaps, a couple of quick videos or however much uh uh, you know, uh, footage you are allowed to disseminate from the field. I saw receivers, uh, like for example, I saw Kendrick Bourne in action, Tyquan Thornton. There was a lot of excitement. I think I read from Mike Cadlick, even Tyquan Thornton. They're going to use the hell out of him this season. Looked like he beefed up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay, so tell uh, So who popped, who didn't, and, uh, who'd you see down there yesterday and who caught, who caught your good eye? So Tyquan Thornton popped. Tyquan Thornton looked good, um, very active, uh, very much a part of sort of a Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne mix. Um, now, Juju Smith-Schuster was not there, so that plays into that dynamic, but caught the ball well, looked explosive. But I would say he also had a really good training camp last summer, so let's pump the brakes on putting him in Canton, as uh, Bill Parcells might say. But looked good if for first days or like – you know, you had a little um, buyer's remorse during the season last year as a second round pick. He bounced back That's from good. that good start. Kendrick Bourne out there getting reps again. Actually, you know what? We saw so little of Kendrick Bourne, period, last season. We don't know exactly when it was that he entered into the Patricia's doghouse uh, to the reverse engineered pen, uh, prison. In case anybody's watching online, my allergies yeah. kicked in. Ah, that's what that's what that's all about. Oh, that's the worst. Well, allergy season's here as well. There's been bad. There's also. I'm gonna go I, grab I a will. tissue. There's while been you bad. The there's been bad segment. overall weather quality as well. Air quality in New England as well recently because of those Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia. What was the Nova Scotia fires? You could smell like there were hot air and a, a distinct scent of things burning plastic in the air as well. Uh, who knows what catches up to you? So. Anyway, Andy had to go retrieve a tissue to, he was, you know what it was? It's not that Andy's allergies are acting up. Uh, Andy was just so 
moved by uh, all the things he saw at OTAs on Wednesday that he was kind of breaking up a little bit there. He's so happy about what he's seeing down in Foxborough now with the receivers and Mac Jones and everything else. Uh, I was very excited to see now granted a lot is going to be made of a little when these little 10 second clips of wide receivers in action in Foxborough wearing no pads, basically running against no cornerbacks are popping all over the place. But there was Kendrick Bourne. There was Tyquan Thornton who spoke to the media, said he did put on some weight this offseason. He bulked up his frame. Who knows if he has still the thinnest wrists in the NFL. Uh, okay. Went from big enough. Maybe there's twig. a little sturdiness. He had a, packed a little meat on the uh, on the bones, bulked up that frame. We also had Devontae Parker. Uh, I saw my first. I saw Demario Douglas. I saw Kayshawn Boutte. And I even saw... Malik Cunningham, quarterback from Louisville, who was signed as an undrafted free agent at first, running with the receivers. Come on, tell me more, tell me more. Feed that fandom. Get this hype train rolling, baby. Yep. So he's definitely an athlete, no nice. question. Uh, he was with the receivers. Did move to the quarterbacks mm -hmm. a little bit late in practice um, where they do mm -hmm. opportunity reps, they call them, after they did the conditioning on the hill in like the last 10 minutes of practice, guys who didn't get as many reps. That's actually where we saw the, mm -hmm. the most of Booty as well. Um, he was not a significant part of the practice. There was a lot of guys that actually kind of partially participated, were down on the lower field during doing some of those, mm -hmm. you're coming back from something, conditioning, rehab, whatever. Um, that is, so I would, Demario Douglas was more active. He definitely is a quick, um slot type like you can see it immediately in shorts and t-shirts his quickness and his elusiveness um so I, that he is he he intrigues me i i would put him on mm. top of that list right now of that next tier of somebody's vying for that fifth wide receiver spot um booty we'll see how that plays out cunningham there's going to be a transition here to see what he is but douglas i would put at the the top of that list of that next tier trying to vie for a roster spot um but, you know, they're out there. They're and, you know, they're, right. this is that's what this is. That's where this process starts, especially mm -hmm. for Cunningham to become a receiver, going through those wide receiver drills with Troy Brown and learning the fine tuned aspects of yeah. route running. And, you know, he's an athlete. Mm -hmm. He'll have the athleticism to do it. The question is, and as a quarterback, the mental part mm -hmm should be there like the routes and the the, the who better to understand concepts, how to transition into a wide receiver than the person who used to right. who throws the ball to said receivers but does he have the attention to detail and the and the, the mechanics of no the out is run you know you get to 11 yards and you come back to nine and i need john nine mm -hmm. it can't be 10 and it can't be eight can he do that physically on the fly with corners in his face, that kind of thing. Um, so I think the biggest takeaway after my uh, lesson of don't leave the window open when we record during allergy <laughs> uh -huh. season um, is, is the attendance mm -hmm. was definitely sort of spotty. And the, what we talked about in the first segment, the bill saying there's no stars and starters. That's particularly true when people like Christian Gonzalez, Juju Smith-Schuster, Andre yep. Stevenson yeah. aren't on the field. Matthew Judon, um, he's the one guy that actually doesn't bother me because if there is a mm -hmm. star on this team, it's Matthew Judon. And if there's a guy that has proven really now for four or five straight years, going back to Baltimore, you know what mm -hmm. you're going to get from him. You know who he is. 
Um, yeah. yeah it takes Save the, the energy because he gets gassed um, frequently or he has to do so much that by Thanksgiving to yep. the end, end of the season, yep. those legs get a little tired. Plus all the off season, yep. like, you know, he's defending the wall. He's working as the assistant general manager of the Patriots trying to recruit. Hey, Hey, he's, well, he's terrific at all of that. So cla- I would say, I would say his clapback is still his clapback game <clears throat> is top shelf as well. We haven't made much also about, we've talked about clean slate season, <clears throat> excuse me. And we, uh, I heard from one and many that also like the nice thing is last year you got Patricia, you got judge, you got confusion. This year, you have organization, you have definitive direction because Bill O'Brien's in charge, and that's that. Did, could you hear you O'Brien's voice over everything? Like, oh, absolutely. And it, it's not a. Um, I didn't think he was overly demonstrative or loud, or because mm-hmm. I don't think he needs to be. I'm always a big believer, and this is ironic coming from me, that the loudest guy isn't necessarily the most knowledgeable mm-hmm. or reliable guy. Like Joe judge is very loud, mm-hmm. drops a lot of F bombs. I always thought it was, it was trying too hard. Quote unquote, mm-hmm. like the bully. The know, hardo, like, yeah. Nope. The guy you really fear is the, the quiet guy in the mm-hmm. corner just has a look to him. You're like, okay, I'm going to leave him alone. Cause he looks like he could kick my ass and he's not like showing off and flexing or doing anything like that. I think that's who Bill O'Brien is. He's, he wears like these, they're like Santa Claus readers when he's going over his list and checking it twice. Like he's just, he's the, he's what he is. The knowledgeable, experienced, been around the block, been in every job you can think of, not going to get fired up on May 31st and start screaming and yelling. Like he's been there, done that. So it was obvious, but not in a F and he will drop F bombs. Don't get me wrong. We know he's the teapot. We know he will explode at some point. I just think he knows May 31st is not the time for that. It's not necessary. It's it, it'd be fake. It'd be Yeah, these aren't much open practices in late July or early so, August, but still earmuffs for the kids if they're going to make it down to OTAs. Oh yeah, occasionally if you're close enough, you may hear things that you have to explain to them and although heard it to be honest, in this day and age, the kid's going to hear it They've really soon it. on social media or in his online gaming chat or whatever. So, um but yeah, that was definitely the main takeaway was was his competency the word that c word we keep using as you start the competition the competency that he brings to the process for mac jones um i will say i didn't think you know i read different reports Mm -hmm. on this as you kind of skim the i did not think bailey zappy threw the ball overly well trace mcsorley stinks (laughs) can we Um, officially say here at the 29 minute mark of six rings following the first media veil at otas 2023 that Trace McSorley will not be chat if it's an if it is indeed an open competition at quarterback or QB one for the New England Patriots. Trace McSorley has seen his opportunity. That no chance. He stinks, right? No chance. Yes. Um, well, first of all, I was checking the, the they list him at six foot two oh two. He looked like the freshman who the varsity coach said, "Yeah, sure, come take a couple reps, get under center with the with the varsity offensive line." Like he just looked small. He looked undersized and out of slow. place. In terms of his read. Yeah. And like throwing the ball behind people, just ugliness. <clears throat> I thought Bailey Zappi, he threw. So there were mm-hmm. a handful of interceptions. He had a couple, didn't he? Some bad throws, some deflected ball. He did. And he threw one that I saw some people say, oh, it was a tough luck. He threw it to, uh, 
what's his name? Raleigh Webb, mm-hmm. number uh, 44, um, was kind of a special teamer, so that's part of the problem there. You throw into a guy that's not really a pass catcher, but he threw it way behind him. It deflected off his hands, Jalen mm-hmm. Mills pick. It was a bad throw. Um, so, like, I didn't think Bailey Zappi stood out for the positive. I thought anyone who believed that there is any sort of open competition, I thought day one there was – there was an NFL quarterback on the field. His name was Mac Jones. He wore number 10. And then there were other guys throwing the football. I thought there was a huge drop off. And I, I actually think that's a not a good thing. Yes, it is. Now for all the zappy hour people, like, oh, he's better. Max, better. I, I, it still blows my mind that there are people, if you want to say that Mac is mid, if you want to roll with a lot of the offseason rankings, you know, Chris Sims says he's 20, pro football focus has Mac Jones right now, 21st quarterback in the NFL. That's about what, that's fair. That's maybe that's what fair. he's earned. That still means he is in the top two-thirds of NFL starting quarterbacks. He's This guy doesn't suck. Last year was, and this is why a day like yesterday it's a purging, if anything else. Like, it, it, in addition to actually seeing some of these guys out there for the first time and running a quick temperature check on some of the speed, the talents, the size, et cetera, this is more just about like expunging the awful of last year and turning the page. That's why, if anything else, it's not about the winds blowing down from Nova Scotia. It's about it's about a sigh of relief in Pat's Nation. Like, oh, okay, God. They got their act together. Mac looks good again. I can go back to how I felt prior to last year's reverse engineered offensive disaster and start building a little momentum again for the fans, which is a great thing. Um, okay, so let's fire through. Yeah, some quick, I, uh, I want to get to that. Me. And then I want to uh, talk real quick about Dante Scarnecchia and then we'll wrap with Matthew Slater. So uh, Andy's notebook, everybody. So uh, mm-hmm. Marte Mapu in a red non-contact jersey coming off that torn peck in the pre-draft process. Uh, early on in practice, uh, he not, not only was he there, he was lined up next to Jawan Bentley. And when you're lined up next to Jawan Bentley, it means you're lining up with the guy who had 125 tackles last year and was the centerpiece of the second level of the defense. So he is on track if he can handle his business. To me, he's on track to have a role, to, to not be a – background you know fill in like I think they have visions of him being a guy who gets on the field and is part of packages for this football team early in his career and by early in his career I mean September now he's got to earn it like he's going to be given every opportunity but he still has to earn it so I think that's something interesting Um, so that's a positive on the negative side uh, well Miles Bryant was back deep catching punts or I should say trying to catch punts because he dropped I'm pretty sure his first one typical you know Miles Bryant is ready to do Miles Bryant things um uh, Devin McCormick in the was house. on hand um on the sideline D-Mac mm-hmm. was in the house getting hugs and everything from uh his former teammates and so you never know maybe he'll maybe he'll have a change of heart come November yeah, if they need yeah, a little I, depth I of so. safety I, I would not no, want to leave the comfortable so. confines of no, the national no. broadcasting company and Sunday Night Football to get back into the Foxborough Fury. No, thanks. Yeah, he uh, he already works Sundays, and he's probably making good money, and no one tries nope. to nope. kill he him actually, he can, him. Nope, he can wake up Monday morning without a headache or saying, like, wow, my legs help. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that only I care about, um, but they have some new – I'm always observing new drills, new equipment, yep. new things they're using as part of practice. And two things that stuck out, stuck out new this year. One – 
You've seen them, the sleds that they use at a lot of gyms for pulling, like you strapped mm-hmm. into it. They put a couple 45 pound yeah. plates on a sled and then you run. Those are on the practice fields. They use those. But then they also have a, I guess you'd call a me- mechanical version. There's a thing tethered to the goalpost where they strap it on and it, and it control, they run and it feeds mm-hmm. through like a, a tube. And as you know, clearly adding some resistance as they run down the field and they have to run whatever it is, the 40 yards of rope out of the machine. So that stuck out to me as uh, interesting as they work on their conditioning and preparation and running uh, to get ready for the season. And they did a lot of conditioning at the end of practice past Dante's Inferno on the hill over there that they've had built for conditioning. They were there for a good 12 to 15 minute segment, just doing hill after hill after hill. So, um, they're going to get in shape. I don't know how good they are as a football team, but they now, should uh, be in decent shape. Now, for those who think that, okay, it's a slap and tickle, you get to see some of the new guys, some of the veterans are showing up for the first time. This doesn't matter. They don't wear pads. It's 11 on 11, 7 on 7s. There's no real run blocking, no contact. What is the point of OTAs? As a matter of fact, uh, on Wednesday's Gresham Fourier show, Christian Fourier himself was saying uh, – that OTAs are pretty much useless and they're kind of a waste of time. Moments later, the living legend himself, recent guest as well of Six Rings and Football Things, Dante Scarnecchia, calls into the show, calls WEEI, because he said he was driving home from the hardware store. He heard Christian saying that, uh, as he often does, he said he always has the WEEI on when he's in the car, heard Christian talking and wanted to call in so that people understood there is legitimate value in OTAs and to dispel the myths and rumors, the nonsense that Christian was spewing out, talking about how valuable the time is for offensive line coaches to work with the guys, working some pass pro techniques, working some situational awareness. They obviously can't do any run blocking, but they talk about blitz pickups and just all the little things. And it was like such a nice little bit of serious football guy nuggets and hardo football talk as well. And it's also kind of fun to watch Christian squirm and get put back in his place. So if you don't follow him at Gresham Fourier, give a watch and listen to that as well. And of course, you can subscribe to their podcast. You seem to take away, Andy, that OTAs are great, but let's, you know, the season is not going to be won or lost on May 31st. No. And it's good because, you know, you lost a pair of OTAs. So if, if you believe they're super valuable, then it's super bad. And you best you left, damn make the most of lost this, yeah. two of them. Um, and I'm, I'm in the middle somewhere. I agree with Scar. They are valuable, especially for him who continuity, five men doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. on the exact same moment is important. And I think you do start that process. It's almost like, you know, my kids have gotten into theater and the, the blocking, I think they call it the very early stages mm-hmm. of the play. Like, you can't get to the actual performance without that. It oh, seems no. meaningless. It seems repetitive, but oh, it's you got to do, do read throughs. Right? You got to sit there at the. You, gotta, you have to have table reads. You have right. to have breakouts. Yeah. And Christian would say, "Ask yeah. ah, through it. Let's just do it live." And it would exactly. be a terrible play if Christian were the director. So, like, it's part of the process. Like, it, it has to go that way. Um, now, I will say there was the the, the offensive mm-hmm. line is interesting. No on Wenu, mm-hmm. no Trent Brown out there. So, like, if you if you're worried about the offensive line and Adrian Clem and getting his foundation built in OTAs, there's a little bit of mild concern there. Um, I'm not as worried about the defensive line where no Barmore, yep. no guy, fine. no Godchild. Like those guys aren't out there. 
I'm not really worried about that. I would prefer the offensive line were out there working in tandem, laying the foundation, like Scar said. And I would prefer Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. out there to learn the offense, get reps in, start that process. Well, for he did him, meet with the media a couple report. of weeks ago, so um, we, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I just. I bet matter. you'll see these like, guys next week. Matter. I, I bet you'll see these guys next week. Mac Jones. And Mac Jones talked about working with him, and Mac Jones actually called him a football nerd like him, so they, they're getting along really well. So, like, that process is good, but, again, it's two hours to work on your craft and to get some reps and to go mm-hmm. against a shell of a defense and, and start that. Pro- I'm with Scar. Those reps can matter. Is it the difference between, you know, winning and losing in November? I don't know. It's, it's, you can't measure it. You can't possibly know. But I do know it's better to have you out there. It's better to have you doing it. Yeah. Why, than to why not, not have you doing it? Like if we're all gonna, if the, we're gonna have a collective right. buy-in, if everyone is gonna like try to point the boat in the same direction and pick up an oar and make up for what last season was and get ready for an absolute dogfight in the AFC East this year, then being there for the May thirty-first blocking exercise or table read, if you will, does actually matter. Uh, and last but not least, let's. Uh, Turn our attention to Matthew Slater, surprisingly, who's back with the New England Patriots this year. We all thought he was maybe going to hang him up and call it a career. Nope. Needs at least one more kick at the special teams can. He spoke with the media on Wednesday from OTAs and offered some interesting words, most particularly about the new special teams rules that have come into vogue. The kickoff rule, where if you field the ball and take any anywhere within the 25, Mm -hmm. now you can just take it out to the 25. Uh, And... Uh, Matthew Slater said uh, he didn't believe that that rule was necessarily a player safety driven rule. He couldn't like, he, like he got into the whole Thursday night football thing. And as we, as we wrap up here, Andy, what did you think yep. of Matthew Slater's words on not buying into the NFL calling for player safety and uh, you know, buying into the idea that this is for the benefit of the players? Yeah. Awesome. Could not have been more informed. Impact. Like we shouldn't be surprised. This this is what Matthew Slater does. He's a really impressive leader, and he's a really mm-hmm. impressive speaker. Almost any topic, he can take the most sensitive of topics and address it in a way that is professional and accurate. And he did that with this. He talked about you know with his father Jackie. He's been around the NFL for forty plus years, and there's been plenty mm-hmm. of reasons to question whether the motives of ownership and leadership are truly aligned with the players, truly looking out for the players. And I agree with him. And he got into benefits and disability. And why is it so difficult after five years of retirement to get their health care and benefits? Exactly. Right. But even, Mm -hmm. even the recent stuff, the, Oh, we go to a 17 game season. Oh, we play Thursday night football. Oh, now Thursday night football is flexible. Like those do not align with you care about player safety. And he said, that what was it 99.9 percent of the kickoffs don't involve injuries like he had Mm -hmm. some data to to throw at you and you know he admit he started with Mm -hmm. and i give him yeah he's biased Mm -hmm. his career is based on special he he even legitimately said as much and the patriots care a lot about special teams were embarrassed how bad they were last year the year before and invested heavily this offseason but he he basically to to don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. Like he doesn't buy the crap that they're serving up um, in terms of player safety and why they're legislating kickoffs out of the game. Um, And it was really good. I would urge anyone who has any interest in the topic to go watch it. It was a long answer. It was a couple minutes long, which are are long in sort of these media sessions, but it was so honest and impassioned from a player's perspective. And, and I thought 
it was appreciated, probably wasn't appreciated by leadership in the league and ownership because they're like, damn it, <sighs> that guy's really freaking good. He's making a lot of good too points bad. there. Too bad, too bad as well. It. But I'll tell you what, folks, I listened to the entire, I listened to the entire speech from Slate as well. It was well over two minutes long. It was eloquent. It was impactful. It was honest. Yeah. And that is what leadership is all about. And that's exactly why guys like Matthew Slater, who still may not have his, quote, fastball on special teams, but is a damn good football player. That is why you have guys like that sticking around. So look at all the value that came from this. Just one day of organized team activities at the tail end of May. A tough month for Boston sports fans, but it's clean slate season. We have turned the page. and We appreciate you guys reading and playing along with us, whether you're listening on our very special Breaking Boston this morning or, of course, here on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Hart and I will have some sports radio for you over the weekend as well. We'll be back next week. We'll give you more insight and intel from the next round of optional organized team activities, OTAs, down in Foxborough as well. We'll have six rings and football things galore next week. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Give us a follow at Six Rings Pod at FitzyGFY at Jumbo Hart as well. This podcast can be found on whatever platform you choose to download and enjoy your awesome football pods. For producers Justin Turpin and Cooper Leonard, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens on behalf of Jumbo Hart and everyone in the WEI and Odyssey family saying thank you for listening to Six Rings and Football Things. Talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.